0: So, you know, you moved and you've had a lot of things going on in the last year and it's kind of cool to see, you know, so much growth and progress so far. What's something, some advice you give to somebody that's, you know, how Christian was, you know, or someone who's young and wants to start doing something, doesn't know what, doesn't even, maybe they're not even going to be sales or e-commerce, but they want to, or maybe they want to do podcasts. You know, what is some advice you give for young people that are yeah, you know, we're still pretty young, but younger people.
1: The best advice I give to everyone because I do have people come to me every now and then. They're like, "I want to start a business. I Want to do that?" I'm like, "You, you literally just have to try a whole bunch of different shit. You have to try everything. Everything that you can think of that you might want to do, try it. Try it all because you never know what you want. No, everybody says do what you love, but how the fuck are you gonna know what you love to do if you don't try a bunch of different stuff? You know, scientist or chemist, or, you know, they try one." blows up, you know, and then they keep trying. And when something kind of works, they run off that. So it's, that's, that's how I look at it and get it to the point to where it's almost um, completely automated. That's what I plan on doing with my business is to kind of get and get to the point where I'm not going to completely step out of the business to, but where I can take a step back and start something else Because next. I think I'm going to start a digital marketing agency. Um, so that's, kind of, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start working on that. Um, but it's just, concept outsource everything you know build a team that's exactly what i'm going to do i'm going to do exactly what i did for what i'm doing now with this next business so um yeah but yeah i mean yeah it's 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 basically all the same stuff and and if you want to make the most money and personally like yeah that, that's the way to do it is yeah outsource and and try to find a business maybe that's on retainer to where you get paid month after month after month
0: Welcome to Learn or Be Learned. We either learn from others or others learn from us. The former is able to help us become a better, faster you. Follow me weekly as I dig up stories like a true anthropologist would on one of the three series called Guest Conversations, Book Applications, or My Small Talk Explorations. I'm your host, Shiva Danshaker, and let's talk. All right, welcome back everybody to another guest episode. Today I'm here with Parker Stone. He was actually on my podcast last year on episode 7. He's one of the earlier guests and he's back to, you know, share his insights over the course of last year and and just, you know, explain what he's been up to. So, you know, Parker for those of you who didn't get a chance to see the last episode Parker was on on 7, I will say check that out for sure. But for those of you who don't know Parker, hey Parker, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Yeah, um, Parker, 23 years old now. Yeah, last time Shiv and I talked about a year ago, sell on Amazon. Um, At the time, I was doing it myself, running my own business, teaching people. Now, you know, we got a full stack team. We're running automated Amazon businesses for people now so they can invest with us. And that's kind of what we're going to break down a little today and just have a little fun.
0: Yeah How how big is your team?
1: Uh, We probably have like 12 people.
0: Wow yeah so how did that happen
1: well it's crazy so last time we talked mm-hmm. i was running my own business and stuff and so my current business partner that i've been building this up with he uh i met him over instagram i thought i went to school with him and i reached out to him he was like i have no idea who you are bro Da da we just we ended up talking a little bit we hit it off um i saw he was doing amazon too that's why i initially hit him up and uh yeah we just hit it off and then i was like bro we should." start this business together da, da, da. I was trying to outsource certain tasks in my business. He was like, I'll introduce you to these, this person, this person. So we ended up getting like a full stack team and had some people invest. And here we are, you know, it's doing, it's doing pretty well. Was
0: was that the guy you met at the conference or was this a different no, guy? No,
1: I've actually, funny, so I power social media, man. I, I've never <laughs> met my current business partner in, in person. We plan on linking up and doing some like uh some videos and stuff together out in Vegas yeah. or my something,
0: so I'm still playing. Oh, nice, nice. So you know, I was rewatching our podcast to kind of see where you know where you were, and you were saying you did like your highest was like eighteen thousand in sales in like ten days or whatever, and you're like, it's super cool to see that. You know, I've been doing it for a little while now, and you were saying you sold books initially on Amazon, and now yeah. now what are those numbers like, man? <laughs>
1: See, uh, some of our stores are up upwards towards like we've hit six figures on some client stores, my store, so very er, in a month. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. From where we were doing and now what we're able to do, we have a lot more manpower. We focus more on volume, um, just doing a lot of sales. because Everything's based off percentage metrics in Mm -hmm. Amazon, but you know, every month varies depending on what time of year you're in, whether it's near a holiday season. so the month to month that you know the revenue varies but yeah we're you know anywhere from like 30 60 70k you know just, it just varies mm-hmm. so and cool, now you yeah. have
0: clients right cuz last time you didn't yeah, have clients yeah now we mm-hmm.
1: yeah now we got a good couple handfuls of stores we're managing right now plan on onboarding a few more this month just getting some things worked out um i don't want to scale too fast cuz i want to make sure my team is able to like keep up with everything and i don't want it mm-hmm. to get a little you know, out of hand and unorganized. So, we're just taking That's it slow smart. and steady. And yeah, as we grow, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be onboarding more people on the team and make sure that uh, we can keep up with everything.
0: Right. So, you know, how was the journey like? Right. So you, it's it's almost like when you look up at the mountain of success and you're like, oh my god, I got to get there. Like, you know what I mean. But the ideal way is, you know, take it one step at a time. And I'm sure that's what you did. But what was that one step at a time journey like from when we last spoke and, you know, you were just starting to get the hang of selling on Amazon and whatnot?
1: Yeah, you you definitely start slow. You you fuck up a lot and then you just learn from that. And then so, yeah, it's just kind of have a plan of action, kind of know what you want to do and where you want to take things. You don't need to know like the exact thing because. You'll never know the full vision of something until you continue to work on it. So, Mm -hmm. you you never know where things will take you. I didn't know that this is what I was going to be doing. All I knew was I just wanted to sell shit online and have an online business. And that's been a dream of mine since I was a kid. I built a bunch of different online businesses. Not a lot of them worked. So, got into Amazon, things started playing out, and I just kind of ran with it. So, here we are, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you're definitely, you definitely fuck up a lot. And that's the best way to, to learn. And sometimes you got to take two steps back to make the five steps forward kind of move, you know, so.
0: Right. And we did talk about that last time is, you know, failure is important. That's the only way you kind of grow is you realize what not to do and things like that. So that's, I definitely agree with that. I actually wanted to ask you an interesting question, which I asked another friend last weekend. Um, I asked him and I want to ask you this as well. How do you deal with uncertainty? You know, because successful people, you know, they get there and you see that, and, you know, everyone kind of neglects the whole process of how long and hard and difficult it may be. Mm -hmm. So, how does someone who's going through what you're going through or in a similar circumstance is dealing with uncertainty? How do you deal with uncertainty?
1: Uncertainty. Yeah, you just got to just got to really take a like sit back for a second, realize like, you know, things take time and it's, and you just got to keep, keep, you know, pushing and, and, and not really give up when things get hard. So rephrase the question on uncertainty. Like what exactly are you asking? So I can kind of go. Right.
0: So, you know, okay, let's, let's take, let's just use me as an example, right?
1: Self-doubt almost like, like,
0: yeah, self-doubt. You don't, you don't see the success yet, you don't see the progress, but you know you're working yeah. towards the right way, but you don't see it. So it's kind of discouraging or, you know, you just don't know if you should keep going with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there there gets a point where, you know, if you work on something for, for long enough and you're, you, you might just absolutely suck at whatever you're doing and it's not going to work out. So you have to, you can't have shiny objects, object syndrome. You have to stick with something for long enough. You know, you can't, there's been so many times where I'll work on something, but not long enough. And I'll, I'll move on to something else because I am like I have that uncertainty. I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't it. Maybe, maybe I should try something else. But then I look back on it. I'm like, shit, dude. You know, if I would have worked on that maybe a, a year longer, I bet you I could have made something work out. But with the e-commerce stuff, you just have to have passion for whatever you're doing. You have to really love what you're doing and have a good reason as to why you're doing it. You know, cause that, that'll outweigh the uncertainty every time if you, you know, the passion for, for something. So it's not even about, obviously like you want to, everybody wants to choose a good industry where you make a lot of money, but at first you just got to really enjoy what you're doing and have fun with it. You know, and that's what, that's what I really enjoyed doing was like when I first started the Amazon stuff, I was going to fucking like bookstores and and buying books for really cheap, just for fun on like the weekend or, or, and just reselling stuff. So you just have to, like, you just have to know a little bit about yourself and, you know, choose an industry based off of, like, who you are. And that, that'll that help outweigh a lot of that uncertainty because you'll definitely have a lot of headaches and you're going to fuck up a shitload. I mean, I have. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be and I feel like I should be. But, you know, I'm definitely proud of myself for, for you know, the time being of where I'm at because I was never the super computer you know, guru kind of guy. (laughs) I don't don't understand a lot of shit on the computer. I just, I just stuck with it and um, things started working out. So that's really it. Mm -hmm. Just stick with it, you know, and don't give up when things get hard because it's supposed to be hard. If if it wasn't hard, then you wouldn't feel good when you, when you made a little success, you know? So.
0: Right. I really like that answer about, you know, enjoying the journey, not the end destination. And you mentioned this basically kind of almost focus on self-discovery first before you even focus on what you're trying to obtain to see if you really do want to do this because, you know, the journey can be hard. That's why you got to find something where you do enjoy the journey of when it's hard and when it's when you succeed, when you fail, you have to enjoy it all. And the friend that I asked this question with, he had a very interesting answer. He said for successful people, there is no uncertainty, right? So it's almost like a matter of if, not when. Right. Right. So I think your answer is also super interesting. Uncertainty is almost like a reflection of yourself, of, you know, doubting yourself and whatnot. So I think that's also really cool to hear your side.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing I can agree on is like, I don't mean to sound like cocky or anything, but I've always known like I was, I, w- I would be super successful. You know, that was like, I always knew there's one thing that, like, where you think about it and you're like, that would be cool. And then there it's, it's another thing when you just know, you're like, I'm not sure how it's going to happen. I just, I know it's going to happen.
0: So right. You just have
1: to be confident and like have that self-confidence. I don't know if that was instilled by my parents or, you know, whatever, but I've always been yeah, that way where I just knew. I, I knew I would figure out something to where I wouldn't have to uh, go the conventional route, didn't go to college, didn't do any of that. I think the longest longest job I held with like a, a W two employee was uh like three months. So other yeah. than that, I was always hustling, just right doing my thing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think you know it's it's definitely I'd say the path to success is somewhat of a lonely road there's not a lot of people that get it there's not a lot of people that are accommodating by it right when you say you're busy or you say you have things to do they don't get it because after their 5 p.m it's you know free time so everyone's always you know asking you why are you so busy and things like that and you kind of have to let go certain things to push that you know ambition of yours to the next level but yeah I often saw myself the same way. I always kind of feel and I think it's totally a mentality thing that differentiates people that make it is in their mind they've already made it. You yeah
1: know? Act, you know act, act like the person you want to become you know mm-hmm. be the person and you're gonna get a lot of hate from the people around you and you know I think the hardest thing for me throughout this whole past couple of years is like with all the friends and stuff I had grown up with. Eventually, I realized they didn't really align with my vision. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, so I I kind of had to. That's why I moved. I, you know, moved away from my hometown and um, just got away from all that. Because I feel like the way people saw you growing up and the way they treated you and the way you acted, even though that might not be the person you want to be, it was just how you were then. They they continue to want to treat you like that same way, and so you're you're almost put in this. um trying to think like this bubble of who these people think you should be and the way they treat you, the way they respect you and stuff. So if you, it is lonely. So yeah, you got to leave and like really figure out yourself. Cause I noticed like once I left and really didn't have any friends, it wasn't going out, wasn't doing any of that. I was just focused on this shit is when things really started.
0: Right. And I, I truly do believe this saying of, rising tides, raise all boats. I think certain people don't really, you know, want to see you succeed. And maybe it's not even like conscious, it's very unconscious of what they're doing. Because like you said, a lot of the people you grew up with, so they saw you from the same starting point. And when you start climbing the ladder, or you start taking a different path, and you they start seeing a little bit of success, they get really envious, or you know, right. not supportive. And, you know, maybe, you know, that's probably even possibly why you lost your Instagram account, right? It, didn't that happen within the last year? Yeah,
1: yeah, I lost my Instagram account. Um, I went through, I, yeah, I went through a good couple months of just constant pounding, just getting beat down, bro. And just like with my Instagram, because in the business I'm in, like your social media is really determines yeah. like the value of, what you do and your service and like your credibility and stuff. So that was kind of a shame, but cool thing is, you know, I'm very good. I'm, I'm, I'm very big on like building relationships and, and I treat my clients very well. So it's all, all of our clients now is just, it's just like word of mouth and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, referrals um, and and stuff like that. So, but yeah, yeah, that did happen. That sucked.
0: (laughs) Right. For those that don't know the story, I don't want to share your thunder so I'll let you share it
1: for uh, w- about Instagram
0: uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah I don't know I just uh, yeah just one day I think what happened was I I posted something about um, or what did I post I, I didn't even do anything crazy I just uh, I think
0: I, I posted like a progress sport- or something.
1: Well, yeah, I had a, oh, yeah, I had a lot of results, a lot of a lot of clients, and a lot of um, connections and people I'd met at events. So it was just like a like a whole ecosystem of like what I did and the people I met was all on that account. And so I kind of had to like restart in a way once I got deactivated. But I think it got deactivated for something stupid. I think it was um, I had a war- I got I had gotten a warning about it before, but I didn't really put it in consideration. I think it was because I posted a story with. Like before, I posted it. I ran it through this this uh, software, and I put my own music behind it because it it wasn't
0: um, oh, okay
1: on yeah it wasn't on the music that you can choose. And then right after I posted that, of uh, it was actually a kind of a meeting like this with one of my students that I had taught, Christian. And
0: um, oh yeah, Christian,
1: that yeah, was really cool. Right after I posted that, deactivated, shut down. So
0: wow. That's kind oh. of crazy, though. That's like a, a little extreme. Yeah. They could have just taken down the post.
1: Yeah, and 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 now, um, since then, I've seen a lot of people's accounts get get uh, take like banned and stuff for like really really stupid reasons. I'm not sure what the whole ordeal is there, but like I said, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal mm-hmm. as long as you're good at building relationships and you know, people, you know, it's, our business is mainly word of mouth and referrals now, so which is really cool. Um, yeah. Very blessed to be able to do that for sure.
0: So, for those that are listening that are, you know, potentially interested in selling on Amazon or, you know, even being a client of yours, you know, what are some advice that you would give? I know you gave some advice on the last time we spoke, but, you know, another year of experience, you might be able to say something differently, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right now, since the last time we talked, I don't, um, I was teaching people. I had like a program. People were going through. If I'm being honest, you know, um, like it was a lot of uh, people who wanted to get into the the Amazon business and they wanted like quick money. They wanted like the quick check, and that's it's so far from like what your what the reality of it is. Um, so what would happen is people would get involved and then they would give it like a couple weeks of trying to do it and they would give up, you know. And then, but then I had those few. Like I had that 19 year old kid. He taught him everything I knew, um, to sell by himself and do everything himself. And he ended up making, started making like an extra five, 6,000 profit a month. You know, it's, so that's, it's not a crazy amount of money, but it's being 19 years old, like that's, you know, he, he quit his job. He was able to quit his job. And that's, that was the video that I was making that I posted and got banned. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, but yeah, it definitely works. Um, now I just focus on more of like our automated side of things, um, people that are serious and they really want to, it's an investment. Um, I have a lot more free time on my hands, so it it works for my lifestyle, too. Mm-hmm. you know, because I was uh, really spending a lot of time on zoom calls with with uh, students and stuff. I'm not the type of person where I can just say watch these videos and good luck. And you know, I would work one on one with everybody, and it was it was a lot of time, and I was trying to run my own business at the same time and it was just too much. So that's why I outsourced and then ended up becoming what it is now. so
0: yeah, but um. What was your thought process for picking employees, at least like, let's say the first employee, was it, let me automate whichever task takes me the longest? Is that kind of how you picked your employees or?
1: Yeah. So the, my first initial thought was like, we need to, I need that. I need to get someone on board that can do like my product research or my order fulfillment. Cause a lot of that's just, it was just repetitive, you know, Mm -hmm. um, those two things are, are, that's like really what all I wanted. But then I ended up finding people that were able to do our bookkeeping. We got customer service. We got suspension appeal uh, team and stuff too. Because I, if you know, anything about Amazon, um, you know, they're very strict, and so things um, do happen every now and then. But it's it's nothing major if if you have a good team behind you. So um, yeah, things just kind of fell in place, and I was like, dude, we have a full stack team. They're running my business. I'm like hands off. Let's do this for other people. So that's
0: pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. So. And it just happened. It wasn't like, it wasn't really planned. It wasn't really, I'd seen people do the automation stuff in the in the past before I started doing it, but I never really understood how they did it. I kind of just like blew
0: it off. Have you seen any mind mindset shifts since you started from last year?
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, it, I think it's funny when people say like, become you know super successful you got to absolutely you have to work your ass off but hard work isn't isn't everything you have to like people don't understand that if if the harder if the hardest hardest workers in the world made the most money then construction workers and waiters and you know those type of people would be the richest people on the planet it's it's more about like hard work is 25 percent of the battle obviously you have to work hard to achieve anything but it's it's about working smart and like putting systems together and, uh, that's really is, it. it's, it's it's working smart stop thinking in terms of like, like paycheck, a salary will make you a living, but you know, profit can make you a fortune. So you have to think in terms of, of that, yeah, a lot of different mindset shifts. Um, you know, I'm not perfect. So, you know, I'm just like any average person out here and just, you know, put a few pieces of the puzzle together and things started working out. So. Sometimes people look at me and they're like, This dude's he's smart as fuck. It's it's easy. You just have to like stick to it and like like I said, build like try to build a system and build uh you know, put people together. You can't do everything on your own. You have to have a team. Right. You have right. to have a team. I've heard so many people tell me, like, why don't you just, you know, do everything on your own? Why do you have a business partner? Why why don't you just um, <laughs> do this why do you do this test? I'm like, bro, you have to have a team, like my business yeah. partner is an absolute rock star. He understands things that would take me five years to, to understand when it comes down to I mean, everything. Because um, credit and stuff is a big, it's, it's a fun cherry on the top of our business. You know, he's a rock star in that area. He actually just flew to Greece, first class Emirates, with him and his wife. You know, oh, yeah, free, you
0: told me about that. Yeah, free.
1: And he's, he teaches me a bunch of stuff about that. So it's like, nah, you need a team. You need good people around you to really build something great. Can't do everything on your own
0: right it's about it's about leveraging your time i would say when it comes to yeah. having a team yeah you and can I'm not do even gonna more. say
1: like i work a shitload like i just I've, I've built it up to the point where i i just oversee a lot of stuff i chat with my team i chat with um clients and stuff and i you know i send out um invoices and stuff like that at the end of every month to everyone and i plan on even outsourcing that i'm going to have like uh, an, a virtual assistant like or just someone that i know um, just pay them a little bit and and then they keep in contact with all my clients and sending out invoices and stuff. So, my best recommendation if you can in any business is outsource everything. Everything. It doesn't have to even be people in the US, like you can do this stuff in like other countries. It's basic economics. You know, in Venezuela, in the Philippines, and uh Pakistan or what is it? All, all kinds of stuff, you know, Australia. So, like that's how business works, man, in in Almost any industry, like when you call Apple customer service, you think you're talking to Apple. No, they hired a company in the Philippines to talk, talk with you on the phone.
0: Right. I will say Apple's customer service is like top notch. So they might they might be doing something different, but I do get what you're totally saying. A lot of companies just outsource it to different countries and automate it, and especially bots and stuff too, which is so frustrating.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah, that's I can't stand that either, bro. That.
0: <laughs> so, is there any good books you've read lately?
1: Um, Atomic Habits. That's a good, that's one. A
0: good one. That's what Atomic it reminded Academy. me when you talked about systems. It was yeah. that book. Yeah,
1: Atomic Habits is good. Um, Forty Eight Laws of Power. That one is uh, that's a good one. You yeah. guys, I think that I think that book's banned in prisons, actually really yeah that's what I heard I don't know if it's true but mm-hmm. I can see why it is that that book can put you in a certain position so so I understand why yeah I'm not <laughs> <in
0: there>. yeah <laughs> so you know you moved and you've had a lot of things going on in the last year and it's kind of cool to see you know so much growth and progress so far what's something some advice you give to somebody that's you know how christian was you know or someone who's young and wants to start doing something doesn't know what doesn't even maybe they're not even going to be sales or e-commerce but they want to or maybe they want to do podcasts you know what is some advice you give for young people that are you know we're still pretty young but younger people
1: the best advice i give to everyone because i do have people come to me every now and then they're like i want to start a business i want to do that. i'm like you you literally just have to try a whole bunch of different shit You have to try everything, everything that you can think of that you might want to do. Try it. Try it all because you never know what you know. Everybody says, do what you love. But how the fuck are you going to know what you love to do if you don't try a bunch of different stuff? You know, scientists or chemists, you know, they try one blows up, you know, and then they keep trying. And when something kind of works, they run off that. So it's that's that's how I look at it and get it to the point to where it's almost um, completely automated. That's why I plan on doing with my business is to kind of getting get to the point where I'm not going to completely step out of the business to, but where I can take a step back and start something else Because next. I think I'm going to start a digital marketing agency. Um, so that's, kind of, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start working on that. Um, but it's just same concept, outsource everything, you know, build a team. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do exactly what I did for what I'm doing now with this next business. So um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah it's 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 basically all the same stuff and and if you want to make the most money and personally like yeah that that's the way to do it is yeah outsource and and try to find a business maybe that's on retainer to where you get paid month after month after month um see we have that in our business it's not where i'd like it to be um but it, it's the same same stuff so that's the best businesses. That I could recommend people get in, especially young, is looking to something that you can get paid month after month after month on a retainer, you know, outsource work and stuff. So. Right.
0: It's just so cool to see the to see the growth in like where we've come in a year. Not to not to act like you know, oh, you know, look at us. But it's just seeing growth itself is is super cool. You know, just a year ago, you know, you couldn't even imagine what you're doing right now, and and a year ago i barely knew what i was doing when it came to like anything audio related or podcast related all that stuff so it's just um and you were telling me actually earlier today you were like yeah some some girl that you don't even know she she uh messaged me and she saw our last yeah. episode and yeah, yeah, then she hit me up and that was so cool
1: yeah i guess um she's like my stepmom's nail tech or whatever
0: oh so- really <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so she had messaged me through, she commented on or she DM'd me through your last podcast that we did, um, and it, it was just funny. It was like the intro video that you had posted, uh-huh. um, and she was asking about Amazon and stuff, and, and, and so we jumped on a, a quick call, and I gave her the rundown about everything, and I honestly, I told her she shouldn't do Amazon, um, because there's some people where, it, I'm just straight up with some people, like, If it's, if I, based on what you tell me and I don't think it's good for you, I'm going to tell you like, right. You shouldn't try to do this. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Amazon and running your own Amazon business takes a lot of fucking time and work and it's constant, repetitive, repetitive shit. All like you really have to be attentive to everything, your customers. So, um, that's, yeah, that's why, yeah, I like to focus more on our automated side of things now. And I told her that. So who knows, maybe she'll become a client someday.
0: (laughs) That's good though, because, you know, I'll think, and I think it's, I was talking to a friend about this and it's like a lot of corporate cultures like this, right? Like they don't treat you like a human. They don't treat you like a person. And I think what's really nice is like, I think we're slowly shifting that culture where even for you example, right? You told her, honestly, you were like, I don't think this is right for you. And, and yeah, you probably could make a quick buck and, and it, Waste her time, maybe waste your time, but you were just honest, you are like, Well, I don't recommend it. you can still do it, and I think that honesty is honest is is what we need to see more of with people and people that are truly yeah. loving what they do,
1: yeah yeah that's that that's number things you need transparency for sure,
0: mhm, and we talked and about that little- with the medical industry, right, <laughs> a little bit, yeah yeah we were we were saying the whole. Sometimes the whole medical industry is getting paid to sell you prescriptions and other things, and it's it almost kind of feels like it's just like a yeah para- cycle. You're basically, saying like
1: yeah, keeping people healthy is not necessarily in their best financial interest. So
0: yeah, right. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. Everything is. Mm-hmm. Everything is. I'd like to see that culture change, though. What business really means, because I think we you know we see a lot of like the earth getting like destroyed and stuff and i think it's really going to have to be our generation and the generations after us to really fix this problem because we're going to be around to see the consequences of the previous generations and how they you know cut corners to make a few extra dollars which is just kind of crazy
1: yeah 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 no. yeah things are things are getting a little crazy man
0: Mm-hmm.
1: they're getting a little crazy especially in terms of like technology and and going to Mars you know
0: yeah wow yeah. that's crazy imagine like listening to this years down the road and it's already been done
1: I might be on Mars
0: no. you might be on Mars, Not on Mars. <laughs> you're gonna start your first uh, e-commerce on Mars yeah yeah, we'll
1: do, yeah. We'll run run the Amazon stores from
0: <laughs> you get like one year shipping from Mars to earth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be kind of crazy but uh
1: yeah, it's crazy, bro. What what I what I think is really crazy, and what I've heard in the air, um, if we're kind of going down this route, is um, how eventually, you know, I feel like we're gonna be able to have the maybe like chips in our almost like a conscious consciousness chip, and then right,
0: like like the Neuralink
1: something. But when you die, you can plug that into oh, a, gosh. a separate skin.
0: Oh I my god. Which
1: is, it's very interesting. It's kind of, it's, it's a wild thing to think about, but I always, I always think in terms of like, imagine if people like Elon or Jeff Bezos or these, just these great, great minds of the world were able to live an extra hundred years.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Well, what my concern is, if it's infinite, you know, when do you stop them? That's true. You know, and it's like,
1: it's a trip, bro. It's Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like just on the trajectory of everything, like that's, we're definitely headed down that route.
0: We so really are. And it kind of freaks me out. Yeah, I think it's cool. But I also think it just freaks me out because it's like, I don't know, you're definitely going to see a trickle down effect, right? Like rich mm-hmm. people are going to get it first. And that's going to pressure people in the middle class to get it. And because, mm-hmm. you know, people are getting smarter, faster, stronger from having these chips in their brain that fix their, you know, ner- neural connections and stuff like that and gives them, Elon was saying like neuraling fixes your eyesight. I wear glasses. i worn glasses almost my whole life. And yeah. like instantly. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of crazy.
1: That is very wild. Yeah,
0: and fix like Alzheimer's and stuff. Like we don't even know where memories are stored in our body, let alone our brain. And the neural link somehow just fixes that problem of almost, you know, losing your memories.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, it's extremely crazy. It's almost like a black mirror. Episode. It really
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Damn. And it's going to trickle down is what I'm afraid of, right? Like cuz I think a lot of people say they don't want this to become of society. But mm-hmm. if you're going to feel the pressure from above, right? Cuz everyone's always striving to the next level, right? So let's say mm-hmm. you're in middle class, you're always striving for the nice supercar or you're in, you know, upper middle class and you're striving for the really nice house. So it's like we're all mm-hmm. pushing for the level above. So I I'm really I really think there's going to be like this trickle down effect, as the rich people get it first, and you see a lot of advantages they have over other people. People are going to feel pressured to, you know, match their level, yeah. and, and, and it's just. And then the the difference between rich and poor is going to expand like crazy.
1: And then all, all this crypto stuff going on too. It's crazy, NFTs and all that. I don't know. Are you are you in NFTs at all yet?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Let's let's talk about NFTs. I I, I totally you know forgot because you weren't That's doing exactly. NFTs last year. You kind of just started. yeah, Yeah. this year or 2021 and whatnot. And yeah, I actually do. (laughs) I do have a couple NFTs. I got this thing called Mempo. They're like knights, and it's like a video game and they got, they got some big people on there and whatnot. But dude, it was super unfortunate. There was a lot of hype. There was like hundreds of thousands of people on the discord and the uh, deployment team or whatever messed up the launch. Nobody could mint and it lost all its hype. And yeah i mean they still got a roadmap they're still building the video game and stuff so i'm holding i got hope for them but yeah nfts is a hit or miss on a lot of ways
1: yeah it's a tough game you just gotta bet on like instead of investing into the projects you gotta look at the people behind it you gotta invest you gotta invest into the people that like the team so a lot of teams like they're undoxed you don't know who the fuck they are so there's a lot of sketchy business going on in the nft space but if you kind of know what to look for you can actually make some pretty good money um And good investments, you know, long term. But I do think, yeah, eventually all NFTs are probably going to end up going to zero, and there's going to be those few that kind of stay on top, right? Kind of like with the dot com boom. It's like Facebook, MySpace, all all these things, all these these few things that really took off, right? Right. Even
0: those aren't guarantees because, like MySpace, you know, dropped off Earth and and facebook gets heat right, all the yeah, time so. so people aren't really trusting of facebook either so it's kind of crazy
1: so i think yeah i think with nfts right now it's 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 one of those things where you need to learn about it like learn a, as much as you can about it get involved start playing around with the shit and then um you know make some money while you can make like make you know it's never been easier for a 15 year old kid to make 15k a month you know on on just trading nfts and being active in discord servers and stuff you think it's too late it's a real no absolutely not it's i think we're just we're just getting started so it's not mainstream i ask a lot of people if they know what an nft is and like no fucking. i
0: guess we should explain that for for those listening
1: yeah it's a a non-fungible token Mm -hmm. it's basically
0: a digital asset
1: it's a digital asset uh, something that can't be replicated, you know, it's, it's yours. Um, you have know, like, uh, it, it's yours locked into the, the blockchain. So you can't recreate it. And, and people ask, where's the value? It, it, the value is not necessarily in, the like, why would I pay for this picture? Why would I pay six grand, seven grand for this picture? And it's like, it's not about that. It's what you get when you hold it. It's, it's the access that you get when you hold these things, Um uh, whether it's, you know eventually they're gonna like there's there's projects that they're opening up restaurants um clubs um they do like events and stuff that only the holders get access to like real life stuff um and metaverse stuff so there's a lot of a lot of different it has to just have some gnarly new utility yeah, to like hold on definitely to. other than that if, if it's not something that i personally am like i am definitely gonna utilize that i'm, I'm definitely gonna be a part of this i'm gonna go to these events i want to meet these people i just i sell i I buy and you flip it yeah
0: right so
1: but i've been slacking on nfts for a while uh, (laughs) it's because it 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 does take you know a lot to get like whitelisted for projects it it takes a little bit of time to really do that and you got to be like consistently Mm -hmm. active in in discords and
0: i got uh Mm whitelisted for v friends too if you've heard of it
1: yeah that's crazy yeah
0: yeah so um for those of you who don't know, Gary V had an NFT like over a year ago called V Friends One, and I was actually considering getting it. I just, you know, was in college at the time, didn't have a grand and like a grand plus to drop on that NFT. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know, let's let's just move on. And you know, I've been keeping up with you know his projects and whatnot, and and dude, the the cheapest the floor price for his V friends one is like 30 K or 40 K or something. And it's yeah. just insane. Yeah, it's and he, he puts so many utilities into that. And it's, it's a lot like, like some of them is like, you can have a 60 minute podcast episode with Gary once a year for three years. And those are selling right, for like 144 right. K because you know, yeah. it, it's, it's Gary, right? Like he's pretty big. So having access to someone like that is worth it mm-hmm. to a lot of people that can afford it. But
1: and that's that's basically what it is, and it's it's probably it's definitely going to change over time. Like it's like all of your like the Super Bowl tickets, you know, something like a crazy Super Bowl it will be an NFT, and then that's something you'll have in your wallet. Um, it's going to be almost like social media now, like Instagram. It's like people make connections based off of other people's pictures and posts, and they make uh you know re- or yeah, commonalities with people through social media. It's the same thing, like you're going to be at every, everybody's wallet is basically public and you can go into people's wallets and like check out what they have. And so it, it's, it's, it's going to be weird. It's, it's uh very interesting.
0: I think it's going My to make it more toxic, bed. honestly, because yeah, it could, it could, you know, you know yeah, how like is. people like to wear like Gucci belts and stuff like that to like show off what they yeah. got. And, but like, this is like all next level because well, how Gary said is like he argues he, he his argument was, you know, you buy nice things and put it in your house and arguably no one sees it versus on the blockchain, anybody can see anything you got. So it's almost like, it's like a whole nother level of flexing on people. And, and I think it, it could go that way. Um, who knows, Right. but it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it's definitely cool. Yeah. If any of you guys haven't gotten into the space or have no idea what it is just check it out you know it's definitely worth Mm -hmm. learning a little bit about considering the direction the world's going in but
0: what's the what's the goal are you eventually going to get a board ape
1: yeah let's hope so i'd love to get one yeah it'd be really cool but
0: those are like those are Um, like what right now like 200 300k
1: yeah upwards quarter million to 300 right and
0: those are worth it right because i I mean they got a lot of hype and they've i think it's because of the exclusivity yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's like uh it's a very exclusive club basically you're a part of and there's just a bunch of shit. Like you get, you literally get invited to like yachts and stuff. You go party on with uh, right.
0: Like I know. think like Steph Curry has one, and like all these like famous people have board apes and oh, yeah. dude. I honestly, I I think it's a no brainer in my at least for right now. Like I don't know how it's gonna end out, you know. But like right now, like if yeah, it's you like Ferrari, right, or it. like access to like really successful smart people, you know, people best in their yeah. fields. It's, a, it's
1: it's it's the network, yeah. bro.
0: You're paying for networking. It's the people you meet.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's all it is, and that's why I would buy one. I, I don't even give a shit about like the picture and the, all that stuff. You know, it's like, well, that's that's why you should buy anything personally. It's like that's why I don't know. A lot of people don't realize. Well, people are like, don't buy you know a super nice car when you're young, or don't um, you know buy these certain things. Obviously, don't be a dumbass and spend all your money. But, like, there's like if you're going to get a nice car, like that, that's going to start a good, com- that's a good conversation starter, depending on what business you're in or what you do. And, and, um, there's like anything your appearance, the way you come off to other people, it, it, it means everything because people, you're, you're always judged. No, I don't give a fuck who you are. Everybody judges. It's based off your appearance, the way you look and what you drive and just everything. So, Uh, everything in life matters in in that aspect in my eyes at least you know so
0: yeah I mean I think it's a little unfortunate it's that way but it's almost like you you gotta play the game right yeah
1: yeah, yes the way it works Mm. man and yeah can't change it right I mean imagine driving a nice
0: car through LA to get a client versus your you know Toyota Camry I mean like no offense to Toyotas, they're nice cars but it you sends know, a different message. It's
1: common sense. It, it's fucking common sense, bro. And a lot of people they don't they don't either they don't want either they just they don't understand it. So the easiest thing is just to be like, ah, that's that's bullshit. Or yeah, I think that's really it. They just don't understand it. And it all depends what you're doing too. Like, like in my business, for instance, me driving a really nice car would definitely bring me more business, you know, and that's how it works. I've talked to tons of millionaires that they say that exact thing like they got like six Ferraris, four Ferraris or whatever, Rolls Royce, and they're like, you think I bought all these cars just for like just to keep to myself? No, it's 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 marketing. Mm-hmm. It it's, is. It's, it's fucking marketing. It is. You know, and the conversations you have, the people you're around, it all matters. Right. So
0: it's like uh yeah. you know driving through something and you're in a Rolls Royce and you get out of the car and some other wealthy guys like starts talking to you because he's like, oh, yeah, this is a great car. And like it's a conversation mm-hmm. piece, too, at the very least, you know, and like it's definitely marketing. I could I, could, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So but again, it depends what business you're in. If you're, you know, I don't know, working at Target, like that's really not gonna matter. But if you're running your own business where marketing and stuff is a big part of like the success in your business. Fucking, and I feel like your environment is everything too. Have nice shit around you. It's like get in the zone, be become the person you want to be, and you'll attract the things that will get you to where you
0: want to be. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree with like visualization and stuff like that. I totally because it's almost like we talked about at the beginning about you know it's in your mind you kind of already made it, and it's totally that's totally part of it is like you visualize you know how to get there and that. And and honestly, I think sometimes the material things can, for better or for worse, change your perspective and make you feel like that too. Yeah. You, you yeah, definitely got to be careful because yeah. like you said, there could be shiny object syndrome where you just head to the next thing and keep going. But it's all strategic. Yeah, yeah. You got to, you know, buy something that you, you can afford know, and stuff.
1: Know what, yeah. Know what the fuck you're doing. Don't be a dumbass <laughs> and then hold on my hands. But, yeah, like any like very very successful people that that you talk to, like penny pinching and like I hear like I have some friends that are just like trying to save every dollar they can. I'm like, bro, saving like that is not going to get you to where you want to be. You know, you don't get rich saving money and like penny pinching on everything. That's that's a horrible. That's a poor person mindset to be in for one. Like you're worried about, you know you'd rather buy the great value brand because it's three bucks cheaper at Walmart than the, the, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It
0: it definitely is. And, you know, people might be kind of upset to hear that because it could be attacking them. Right. But that, you know, we all started like that, you know, me and you read rich dad, poor dad, and we saw it.
1: Yeah. It's instilled to you by your, your parents. And, and I definitely, I, I definitely grew up like that couponing and shit with my family and, and stuff like that. Um, even though my, my, my parents, you know, they did okay. We're not, they weren't like dirt poor or anything. Um, but it was still in that, in that mindset of like penny pinching and, 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 and shit like that. So I feel like a lot of people are going to be able to relate, relate to that too. Um, but just from what I, and all the people that I've talked to, they're just like, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not the way to do it, bro. That's, you know,
0: I've noticed a lot of rich people have been often, you know, people that are good that are rich often donate. And it's almost like a a flip of the script, right? Like, a lot of people that are like, oh, if you want to get wealthy, you need to be super frugal. Of course, be frugal to an extent where it's like, you know, are you going past your budgets and whatnot? But, you know, to be like, oh let me save the extra dollar and drive 15 minutes the other way to get coffee because it's barely cheaper is not how rich people rich people look at convenience right they'll pay the extra yeah. a little bit for convenience and time cuz time yeah, is yeah. you know invaluable you can't put a price on time right so and rich people know how to spend it you know on themselves with their family and friends and on their business and they often donate a lot which i thought was interesting because if you think about it, it really switches your mindset to thinking of abundance. Like I have a lot of money. Here you go. Yeah. You know, and being yeah. frugal to the point where you're yeah. like penny pinching kind of sets you in like yeah. hold every dollar you got. That might be your last. Is like kind of what it sets in your well, mind.
1: And that, yeah, and that mindset, like we, like I was saying earlier, whatever you think about and the way you perceive things is what you're going to attract into your life. You know, your mind is a receiver. So if you're always penny pinching and being like, oh, I can't afford this or I don't have enough money. Like, I tell myself on the daily, like, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm balling, bro. I'm, I'm, money's coming in, baby, you know? And it's like, when I really started doing that is when I actually started making money. And what's funny is the more money you start making, the more people want to give you their money, too. So it's, it's all a mindset. Um, and definitely, I'm very big on, like, visualizing and meditating. Um, you know, I don't do it every day. I try to do it as much as I can. But just try to take, like, 10 minutes out of your day, meditate and visualize. And don't just, like, be like. I want a Lamborghini, mm-hmm. you know, and like, <laughs> like, think about, think about the Lamborghini, think about, but think about you driving it. How does it feel? What does it smell like? What's the stitching color in the, in the leather, you know, and, and just like the little tiny, tiny details of things and, and visualize yourself in that position. And then you'll start to attract abundant or just attract everything that you're, you're wanting into your life and the people and the, the things. And so that should stay- that's that's like it's so real. I know a lot of people think it's fugazi, fugazi, um, but it, that shit's real. It's it's real.
0: I I one hundred percent agree, dude. Um, so when I went to college, I went to college in Atlanta, and you know the main reason I chose Atlanta was one, it was a good school for medicine and and whatnot when I was when I was doing medicine, but two, in Atlanta the CDC is there, and I always wanted to you know do something work at the CDC. So since my freshman year, I, you know, I obviously didn't tell a lot of people, but I did visualize it. I did know, I didn't know how I was going to get there at all, but I knew I would get there somehow, you know, and, and, you know, believe it or not, two and a half years later, I, I'm, I meet some random friends and we're all just talking and we're, you know, playing games and whatnot. And and one girl asked me, you know, what, what do you plan on doing after becoming a doctor? And when I was like, you know, I'd be super interested um, in Doctors Without Borders. And she freaks out. She's like, my dad's literally the recruiter. Like he recruits people into that program. So you should talk to him. I talk mm-hmm. to him and I talk, and he sends um, – I meet another lady there and she's like a director at the CDC. And then I start talking to her and she yeah. gives me this opportunity to work at the CDC. And that just like – Was never gonna, I never expected that, right? And it was from an ordinary college student that I talked to, is how it kind of got there. And yeah, it is crazy. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't, for those of you wondering, I didn't end up working at the CDC because the pandemic hit (laughs) the week before I was supposed to start. So, uh, obviously, the being the CDC, they were in like a global crisis when the you know, COVID hit. Um, so they said I they had to unfortunately let me go, but you know I still took that as a positive because I was like, wow, I could do anything I set my mind to, and I I know I don't think it's gimmicky. I think people think it's gimmicky. I think it works.
1: Yeah, it does. You, but the thing is, bro. Some people just don't believe in themselves a lot of times. Um, like you, you, just, you have to you have to believe in yourself. You have to know that you can do it, and. Not just like say like I can do this, but like truly, truly believe that you can do whatever you are doing. Have no self doubt, and it's just yeah. yeah. Like I said, try a whole bunch of different shit, and
0: yeah, it's not easy, but it. it's almost like choose your hard, right? Like, would you rather live a comfortable life of regret or a life of struggle and triumph?
1: Fuck yeah, yeah that yeah regret, bro. <laughs> Hell no. You know, that, that, fuck. Well, they have done so many things.
0: Is there uh, any anything else you wanted to wrap up this uh, talk with? Maybe like where people can get more information about you and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can follow me at my new account. It's pretty new at uh, Step Like Stone on Instagram. And then, um, yeah, if you guys are interested in maybe you know, or just want to know a little bit more about what we do over over here and uh, the Amazon side of things, like just shoot me a message. I'd be more than happy to break everything down for you. I give you any information you need,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and maybe some of you guys will get a store. So yeah, and I'll have
0: that information in the podcast description, guys, so you can, you know, click on the link and check it out. Do you have a website?
1: Yeah, we it's supremeautomation.co. Okay,
0: I'll totally check that out and, and put that Automation. there too.
1: Yeah, and if you guys want, you can. Um, there's a place where you can. Or uh, a couple qualifying questions, just so you just go through those answer a few questions and then you know if you qualify for a store everything checks out you can set up a call with my partner and I and we'll get you on a zoom and run you through everything and show you show the ropes
0: mm-hmm. oh actually you know since you've been on this podcast last I've been trying to ask this question a lot as a closer so the show is mm-hmm. called learn or be learned right so what is one i know there's definitely many but what is one important thing that either you learn from others or you want other people to learn from you
1: Something I've learned from others is, yeah, definitely just be appreciative. Be grateful for what you have, but never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, be grateful for what you have. Be appreciative and make sure to th- show your thanks for to the most high, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, try to stay humble. Not too humble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but show uh, yeah, your appreciation and um, but never be satisfied. Always strive for more. Mm-hmm.
0: Content, but never satisfied. Yeah. I like it. Well, Parker, I appreciate you being on this episode again, man. Um, you know, on this podcast and Much whatnot. Love, dude. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. bro. Yeah, I'm looking forward fun. to the future conversations and and you know, good luck on your business.
1: Yeah, thank you, bro. Chill, you're the man. Take care.